0: Hey guys, welcome to the Boardcast, episode number 457. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being,
1: the Week in Geek, bring you the top geek stories of the past week.
2: Next is the list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out September 22nd, 2021.
0: We followed up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week the topic rotated so much it just went right out the window. Uh, it's just going to be a free form discussion. It's just going to be us sitting around chatting about whatever mm-hmm. we want to talk about because uh, we never really cemented like anything for the topic. So yeah, yeah. I spent a day in the cave. Uh, Paul, did you at least have something to drink while you were in the cave? No.
1: No, you can't bring any food or water down into the cave with you. They don't want to uh, you spilling it and uh, disturbing the the limestone deposits and all that jazz. But luckily, I got out of the cave, and I went to a couple breweries. And then uh, I drank all those beers, so I don't have any of those on the show tonight. But I did stop by a uh, a local beer store and pick up Founders Oktoberfest. German style Arzen. This is a you know got that nice kind of maltiness, but still lighter and refreshing. Uh, I've been really enjoying this beer. Uh, it comes in a 15 pack, so I didn't feel bad about cracking this pack open and drinking it. This is my fourth. It's uh light, refreshing. I'm excited to take this disc golfing with me on Sunday, and uh, I think it'll be fun. You know, uh, drinking it in the morning with the morning dew cuz man it is kind of, it's it's that season where you walk out and you start your car and it's just covered with that little bit of dew a little, little bit of water all over it so you got to like wipe off your mirrors on the side you know what i'm talking about john right
2: yes and no i know <laughs> what you're talking about condensation on the car uh-huh. How does that tie into this beer? Because
1: I said I I can't wait to take it disc golfing with me, and I'll be drinking it in the <clears> morning dew because it's that time of year. And then I talked about you're it. welcome, folks. I made him say it again, so so that's what uh, how I got there.
2: Uh, Eddie, is there more of a review for the beer though?
1: Because you've talked more about the dew and morning mishaps with your car. I said it's got that maltiness, it's but it's still very light still kind of refreshing, even though it has had mal- and malty uh, up front. And I think it'll be pleasant to drink <laughs> in the morning, too.
0: <laughs> huh, my beer is pretty light and kind of malty as well. And this is coming from Dukal Brewing out of Baltimore, Maryland. This is their 31, a pumpkin spiced lager sitting at 5.7% ABV. Uh, it's spooky season, guys, and that means all the pumpkin beers are finally waking up from their slumber underneath a pile of leaves. Uh, also covered by a thin layer of morning dew. Um, Uh, this is, this is delightful though. Uh, I picked up a six pack of it. Um, the six pack is already gone after like two days because it's just a nice, light, crushable pumpkin spice beer. Um, compared to the pumpkin spice seltzer from Shipyard that I had maybe last episode, maybe the episode before that, I don't remember uh, when it was recorded. This is definitely something much more crushable and light to drink over that. Um, This is delightful. I would gladly go out and rake some some leaves while drinking one of these. It's not as heavy as some of the other pumpkin beers you'll Mm. have. Um... Or probably some of the ones that I will have later on in the show. So stay tuned for that I, I as John takes off his headphones.
1: I was hoping and, that I could now, find now this at my local uh, beer store. I couldn't. I asked for it. They had a sour from Duclaw. They had their Sweet Baby Jesus and the uh, Sweet Baby Chava. And that was the only things they had from Duclaw. I had the guy look it up on the computer because I'm that old guy now. That says, oh, can you look it up on the computer there? <laughs> John, did he have to look up the
0: beer that you're drinking on the did, computer? Did you give Did you give him an AOL CD to be like, <laughs> "Hey, put this in the computer. That way you can look it up." <laughs> that way, he, you got a landline, right? <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> That's how you connect. Uh, I'm, sir. You're not allowed here anymore. And take that donkey out with you too.
1: Really <laughs> <laughs> I'm the
0: one Valdez of uh, of pumpkins. Do it. I'm the one Valdez of Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. It's now a thing that's been said on our podcast following.
1: A <laughs> <clears throat> pumpkin coffee years, uh, but I started cracking
0: myself up before I can even get no. there. It- yep. Pumpkins yep. is enough. Yep. That's all you needed. Pumpkin coffee beers uh, would have been a step <laughs> too far. <fall. laughs> oh, good. Sometimes my laughing... Is that c- a cough or a sneeze? That was a, a
2: laughing and coughing, because I'm getting over a cold, and I have, like, post-nasal drip, and laughing so hard caused me to cough. <clears
0: <clears throat> you throat> better
2: take a drink. <clears> throat> there, throat> yeah, yeah, it'll help you clear that cough. Uh, from Big Ditch Brewing, I'm... Um, They started putting out a series called Beer That Tastes Like Beer. Their first beer was a Hefeweizen. Their second one was a Belgian-style Goza, unfruited. And their third one is an Oktoberfest. This is the first time Big Ditch has done an Oktoberfest beer. And I have to say, they've done a really good job. It has a nice creaminess to it with a kind of a hop-pop to it um that dissipates rather fast um it's a nice beer to continue to go back to um and yeah i like it i don't know if i would buy it again in a four pack but i definitely if i was at the brewery or if i was out and it was on tap i would think about getting it my next beer I have from Big Ditch, because I'm drinking three from Big Ditch, um, I absolutely love and uh, can't wait to have again. Um, but, yeah, uh, Big Ditch Oktoberfest beer that tastes like beer. Pretty darn good.
1: John, you said there was an Oktoberfest that you said is the pinnacle of Oktoberfest. It's the one that you go to time and time again. It's the one that you said, hey, Paul, you should get this Oktoberfest, but it was on a podcast podcast. I don't listen to our show after I edit it. What was that Oktoberfest again? And can you text it or write it into the group message? <clears throat> so yeah, that way um, I don't buy the Founders Oktoberfest. I would have bought that one. <laughs> <laughs> so um, every
2: year the, it's uh, Warsteiner, Hackershore, and Polliner are probably my three go-to yeah every year they kind of change the rotation up of where they fall in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Benedictor had a really great fest beer that was also up. Um, especially since it was a four pack tall boy for five ninety nine. Uh, you couldn't go wrong. Um, as far as I can tell, it's not in this area no. this year. Um, but the Warsteiner, to me every year has got the great, really smooth and creamy body. Um, mm-hmm. And then just really nice kind of malty lager. Hackershore and the Polliner, just really great tasting Marsan beers. So <clears throat> those are the three I uh I would go
1: for. Alright. Next time I'm at the store, i have to look for it. And I'll um I'll send them to you. Nice. But you don't know you don't need to send me well, you do actually have to send me new news because I already forgot what we, what we talked about. In the Week in Geek, that's right, the Top Geek stories of the past week. We talked about some video games. I remember that during the pre-show. We got some new video game trailers. You guys seem much more excited about these video games than you were about uh, Midnight Suns, the Marvel movie Um, from
0: uh X. So, Midnight Suns is an interesting idea until you told me it was, like, a tactics-style strategy game. That just... I don't know. I know there was a gameplay video that came out maybe, like, two weeks ago. Um, side note, we did take a week off for Paul, who was celebrating his anniversary, so congratulations. Oh, thank you. Paul. 15 years, man. Um, we... But when we don't record, I kind of, like, don't pay attention to any stuff like that, because I'm like, oh, we'll we'll talk about it next week, and then I always wind up forgetting about things, so... I didn't actually watch the gameplay
1: video. Did you check that out at all? Uh no, no, because once you guys weren't that interested in it in
0: it, it was kind of dead to me because it's a video Is that why the Midnight Suns uh pre-order t-shirt is sitting in the garbage can in the corner of <laughs> your yep. office?
1: Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. And oh, wow. I kind of did that slow walk away from it as well. I was very reminiscent of the open, uh, amazing Spider-Man issue.
2: Yeah, I was going to say it looks like it looks like Spider-Man.
1: Um that There's game a lot of
2: semen on it though. <laughs> uh, yep yeah, the the game the Midnight Suns one also never captured me because you're not playing as any of those characters you see they're all like following your character. I would rather have wanted to be like oh my lead character the character I'm going to play as is, is Ghost Rider in it instead of being the
1: well, you're controlling yeah. them Don't all you as a team.
0: team. It's, as far as I know. Yeah,
1: it's not the same. You're okay. not the
0: same. Sorry, are you more into the Spider-Man 2 game coming out? Ooh, uh, Yeah. Uh,
2: the Spider-Man 2 trailer came out. It looks like it's a... I would imagine maybe a co-op or a two-player game. <clears throat> you can play online with somebody because you get to play as Spider-Man and... Peter Parker and Miles Morales Spider-Man. Um, the big tease is is it's going to be Venom is going to be the villain. Um, the first game, both the, the Spider-Man and the Miles Morales game both got great reviews. People talked about how it's one of the best Spider-Man games ever made. Um, I still haven't gotten it, but I have a child and I don't get to play video games ever, so it didn't make sense for me to buy it. Uh, the video games I play are the ones that I get free with my PS4 account, you know? Um, but yeah, I think the game, I think it looks good. Um, I know Caitlin and I are talking about getting a PlayStation five at some point. So I'd be happy that this is a PlayStation five exclusive. And, um, no, I'm actually looking forward to being able to play the Spider-Man game whenever I get a chance to do that.
1: I don't get video games free on my system, but I did during my mid to late 20s buy a lot of video games cheaply. <laughs> so so I do go back and play those video games. Just started playing again uh, Command & Conquer, uh, the remastered that came out like a few years back.
0: Pretty fun. I I never got into any Command & Conquer stuff. Just never, never struck me. I always
1: like turn-based strategy games. So, or, uh, That's why you're looking forward to Midnight Suns. And not just turn-based, but also real-time. Sorry. Command & Conquer's real-time strategy. Much like Warcraft was. Um, I liked yeah. Command & Conquer series more than World Warcraft. And more than... There was Age of Empires, which was turn-based. Which I never really got into. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. And I'm losing John. Yep. Did we li- he, literally got did a he see the trailer for Star Wars Hunters? No. It's a uh, squad-based, like shooter combat thing in Star Wars. Uh, the best part of it is there's two Jawas in a trench coat, and they look like they're a playable character. Like there's you know a Jawa on top of another Jawa. Like, basically, wearing t- trench coat and they like throw
0: grenades and stuff. Uh, is this like the first game that we're getting from. Oh, no, this is coming out on Nintendo Switch and App Store and Google Play. So, this is kind of just like a like raid Shadow Left thing, or what is this? Because I thought this was going to be one of those first games that we were getting from the new licensing deal.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems out there, it's doesn't, it's I, I looked at the trailer just a cinematic trailer, and I'm like okay, wait, so what time frame is this? And then it turned out to be like an arena-based, like combat kind of thing. Team-based arena. And I was like, oh so this is a new version of Fighters of, uh, what, what was that thing? The, the uh, fighting game, side-by-side. The Mortal Kombat, not Mortal Kombat Oh, Star Masters of Terrace Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that game was rough. Um, it, it felt like it was trying to be more, like, um, Soul Calibur style, because, like, they all had weapons, mm-hmm. but then they could be disarmed. But yeah, that game was not good. I rented it from a blockbuster, like, one Friday night when I was sleeping over my grandmother's house, and it was terrible. I'm getting similar vibes
1: from this, except... There's two Jawas in a trench coat And that seems fun That's the only thing that grabbed me in this This whole trailer for this game so. uh, Star Wars Hunters it, Is what I'm talking about John.
2: I mean Aren't Jawas always kind of like in a robe But now they're in a trench coat There's two of them
0: <coughs> Stacked making, making Muppet Man uh, ah. A trench coat And they're throwing grenades yeah, it's crazy. Are you, are you so John's not looking forward to that? Are you more excited about <laughs> the announced uh, Wolverine game that'll be coming out?
2: Yeah, uh, same studio, Insomniac Studio, that's doing the Spider-Man game, um, released a teaser trailer for uh, uh, a Wolverine game. Yeah, I I loved the Wolverine Origins video game that came out for I think when I had a Xbox 360. And I I have kicked myself since I like I traded it in to buy like a new game that I was like, man, I really wanted that. And then I could never find it again. Um <clears throat> yeah, I I love that game. I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping they're gonna put the same kind of detail that they put into the Spider Man game uh into a Wolverine game.
0: Yeah, the only games from Insomniac that I've played have been like some of the Rash and Clank ones. Uh but even those, I didn't. I think I played one, and it was when I had like a PS2. It wasn't my favorite. I think I liked the Jack and Daxter style platformer better. Um, it was a little bit more fun, but you know, it's all good stuff. A lot of trailers coming out for a lot of fun video games. Uh, we yeah. also got some trailers coming out for.
1: Uh, I just all, want to make all? mention of the PlayStation stuff, you know, how it's exclusive. PlayStation. Did hire a ports uh, like like took in a uh, a team that basically makes PC ports. So we might be seeing more PlayStation games come to PC. Much like how, uh, even though Cotor, uh, the new remake of Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is a PC or a PlayStation Time exclusive, it will also be coming to PC. So. I'm kind of excited to maybe get to play some Ratchet and Clank on the PC nice. soon.
0: Now, with Knights of the Old Republic 2, since it is going to be a timed release and it'll be available on PC, do you think it's only a matter of time then before it's out on Xbox as well? Then, yeah, it's
1: a time exclusive, so it's first to PlayStation, and then I think it gets released both on PlayStation and on PC at the same time, and then it'll be exclusive. Then will gotcha. it'll probably even hit. Because I can't imagine it being that big. It would hit Nintendo Switch like a version of it as well. Like,
0: I don't know, man. I think a lot of people would be too busy playing Star Wars Hunters on their Switches to play Kotor. Uh, They got fucking
1: Jawas standing on his shoulders. Just watch the trailer. It's kind of fun, but then you are like, this makes no sense, and this doesn't have any. No way this fits in any kind of continuity. It's okay. okay. Uh,
0: and speaking about shoehorning things into continuity, we finally got a trailer for the Matrix Resurrections coming out this December. Uh, I was not a huge Matrix fan. I liked the first one. And then I think, much like everybody else, I felt really burned by the next two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still, re- I still remember them fondly from the time just because you know it was a good time like after high school going to see movies with my friends and then like going to get shitty hot dogs or Denny's afterwards um oh you mean the sequels because like the
1: first one came out in what 98, 99
0: it was 99 yeah I think we were in like cause we were in yeah. like a 10th le- we grade yeah cause I remember in creative writing our teacher had us watch The Matrix And then, like, the next assignment was like, oh, like, how do you think life would be if The Matrix was real and you were in The Matrix? And Wallstrom and I were, like, partners. Mm -hmm. And we decided to do our presentation based on the fact that they would make it a movie. And we called it The Matrix 2 Funky Savior. And it was starring starring Chris Tucker and Sammo Hung. Don't remember any of like the bullet points from it, but that was basically, uh, we thought the Matrix would be, like, people would become aware of the Matrix, and then they would capitalize off of it.
2: And that's kind of what this trailer feels like. It like, looks I, good, though? It um, does look good. But also, the Wachowskis don't have a great track record. Well, also, it's
0: only it's only one of them now. I can't remember. <laughs> it's Jane. I, I forget. I, I thought it was her know. name. I thought it was Lana. Lana. It, it might Lana? be. I don't. I don't know remember her name. because I'm again, I'm not a fan of the Matrix as a whole. I like the idea of it, though. I I think this looks okay. I'm just kind of looking forward to it hesitantly. Like, I'll see it when it pops up on something. I don't think this is going to be something that's going to get me to go to a movie theater. Uh, If it's available day and date to watch on, like, HBO Max or something, I might check it out. Or down the road, if I can see it on something, I'll have it.
2: It's Lana Wachowski.
1: And Yeah, because the trailer even is, like, from the characters created by the Wachowskis. It then, but it was only her listed, so yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Lana and Lily Wachowski, mm. uh, yeah, I it looks it looks good. <clears throat> I, you know, like Chris said, like everybody loved the first Matrix, and then you saw the second Matrix, and you're like, well, that wasn't as
0: good, it was. The, si- the second one wasn't as good, and then the third one, you're just kind of like, well, the scenes where they're fighting the robots are cool, but did I really enjoy The Matrix to begin with? Like, it it made it me made, ask a lot of big it questions. It made you rethink the whole thing, and then you're <laughs> like,
2: maybe the second one wasn't good. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I pitched, I pitched. I think, to you, Chris, like, I think when we first started talking about doing the, the movie fix again, or even as, like, a topic, like rewatching the three movies and doing an episode about us talking about them again with the new movie coming out. But then, like, another podcast I listened to did it, and I was like, well, I can't bring that up again for us to do, because somebody
0: else I did think it. it. I think it's within the zeitgeist, though, so it's <clears> yes, okay, it's acceptable.
2: But at the same point, I don't really want to watch
0: those movies again.
2: I rewatched the first one. The first one's still... It still looks good. It still holds up. It's a good It's a good movie. I just
1: remember I have like a um, you know a memory that also triggers like a sensation it, you know like a touch memory almost of that stupid DVD case that it came in. That cardboard like thing with a plastic clip over it. Like that sensation of opening that for whatever reason it's whenever weird. I think of The Matrix I think of that like, for what was it, two years, DVDs were coming in that, like, cardboard with the, just that thin plastic, like, part cover. Such I I don't thing. know. All I know
2: is for the 20 years that I've known Paul, anytime somebody does a certain swipe or <laughs> scene change, he always just, like,
0: that's just like The Matrix. Matrix ripoff. Uh, d- uh, underworld complete ripoff of The Matrix. Uh, which I. But the thing is, Paul's review of the Underworld movie wasn't like, "Oh, it's you know they're wearing like black leather, shooting guns like through people." It was like that transition, like you go into the computer screen and the number on the computer screen becomes the number on the door. They ripped off the Matrix. (laughs) That's right in
2: the the (laughs) center. And then somebody else is like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's just a bunch of jumping around, shooting guns. Everybody's wearing leather. And Paul's like, they were? <laughs> I didn't catch that. I, I got really distracted by the scene changes. Was that what was going on behind that door?
0: I blanked out. Vampires? Vampires? Wait, Scott Speedman was in this movie? <laughs> watching watching the credits, I don't remember Bill Nye at all.
1: Uh, wait, I that is no, but... wait a second. No, the lead actor thinking is thinking of
2: Shaun of the
1: Dead. <laughs> wait, the lead actor isn't the lead uh, vocalist for Creed.
0: We in a in a, another world he probably is. In mm. an underworld. In another world. <laughs> Anyways, we also got the Hawkeye trailer finally. It's Christmas, uh, guys. It's Christmas. It also looks like it's definitely taken from that first uh, Hawkeye run. Uh, Yeah, it definitely feels like it is taking
2: from the Matt Fraction, um, David Aja series, like the feel, the tone. I was worried of how they were going to make me love this Hawkeye because there's something about the lovable loser that is Hawkeye in Matt Fraction's Hawkeye. And you don't really have that lovable loser in Hawkeye uh, Jeremy Renner. But somehow they kind of capture just a guy trying to do right that just keeps getting, like, the shit beaten out of him. I love you keep seeing him. He keeps having more, like, cuts and bandages on him. They give him the hearing aid. Like, there's lots of things to this trailer that you're just like, okay, yeah. This is the Hawkeye that I, I fell in love with and, and love.
1: It looks fun. It's a lot of Christmas. like. And, it's a lot of Christmas. And it's at, um, yeah. It's the guy that's beaten down. He's just trying to. He's just going to be gone for a few days. He'll be back home. A few days turn into two a week. And then that week is really bad. And he's like, but I'm almost out, right? Like where he's like, we've all been there where we're doing a project and we're like always just 30 minutes more and I'll be done and I can start cleaning up and I can move on. And that 30 minutes is always just 30 minutes ahead of you. No matter how three hours later, you're still just 30 minutes from being done. So I, I, that's that, that's what I kept on getting from that, that emotion, uh, that feeling in this trailer. Uh,
2: it definitely feels like Sean black, uh, had something to do with it. Cause it's Christmas. Because it's Christmas, and it's action, and people are getting beat up and falling out of windows.
0: Yeah, um, explosions. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't know where it's going to wind up falling in my complete ranking of the Disney Plus MCU shows. Um, But I think I'm going to wind up enjoying it more than some of them. Like It definitely feels like it will have its own place in that list of shows because it's going to do something to kind of differentiate itself from stuff like Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision or what if or Loki. Um, This might be the one that you just kind of go back to to watch because it's kind of fun. Like the other ones all have some depth and some weight to them that... It doesn't make for fun, just like put it on the background viewing. This one might have that, though.
1: Yeah, I like Bucky hitting on uh, the Falcon sister. That's fun. <laughs> it's, That's, it's good times.
0: Home it, the moments where they do interact uh, are, are fantastic, and I wish we had more of that in that show. I think it's my biggest complaint. Like That was the thing I was most excited for going into Falcon and Winter Soldier was their relationship and seeing more of it play out. But you don't get enough of that because they're so separated for most of it. And then when you see them come together, they have those moments. But then once things start ramping up, they don't get to let those characters breathe because there's so much other stuff going on that they're really focusing on.
1: I'm just hoping this is more Christmassy than Iron Man 3. Because Iron Man 3 happens near Christmas and everything, but... Well, that...
2: Was the Shane Black movie? Yeah.
0: I I think it will be more because it does seem like it's going to be centered a little bit more around family than Iron Man 3 was, which uh, Iron Man 3 is not my favorite. We've already talked about that though. Uh, Any other news you guys want to talk about before we head out of the Weekend Geek?
2: Uh, I think we were just going to mention, like, the passing of uh, Norm Macdonald. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I've been a Norm Macdonald fan since he was on SNL. I enjoyed some of his movies. I enjoyed, as Chris said, pre-show, like, when he pops up in an Adam Sandler movie. Um, I guess he was battling cancer for, like, the last ten years. um, And finally kind of succumbed to it. And um, I guess a lot of his friends were able to come in and visit him before he was a, before he passed. And, um, seemed like it was somewhat peaceful for him. Um, if you can say that. Um, but yeah, no, I, Norm MacDonald always made me laugh. I always, he always thought differently than what anyone else thought. And
0: the way he would, uh, deliver lines. I just always thought it was great. Um, Norm Macdonald will forever be my weekend update host when it comes to Saturday night live. Like that's always been what I think everyone else has been chasing. Um, hilarious. I think dirty work is an underrated, uh, like late nineties, early two thousands comedy. And I was trying to look it up. Um, but Norm Macdonald on the comedy central roast, of Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Is absolutely fantastic because it's Norm MacDonald up there doing, like, shtick comedy. And everyone else that's on the panel is just kind of like, what's he... What's he...
2: What? He spent uh, the whole time, like, reading a newspaper, too. And then this, anytime somebody made a joke about him, he just, like, peer over the side like, Hmm? Me?
0: Uh, one of my favorite bits from that was... Again, he's up there roasting Bob Saget, and he's like, Oh, you have a lot of well-wishers here, because they want to push you into a well. Get it? They want to murder you in a well. And it's just him going off for like another minute, trying to explain that joke to people, with Bob Saget dying. Uh, my, my favorite is, he goes
2: like, Oh, and Gilbert Godfrey's here. Gilbert, just know you can use the room that says, gentleman. Take no heed. They
0: don't have a room that says scoundrel. It's a funny guy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know he had been doing a podcast. Um, I might just put that on one of my things to download just to have like that back catalog to listen to. Because I'm pretty much up to date on all of my podcasts that I did fall behind on. Um, so it's always good to have something new to listen to, even if it is something old
1: to revisit. Don't worry, Norm uh, McDonald doesn't know we do a podcast either, and he's dead. So. He's not downloading well, it that. Read the room. Um, <laughs> uh, that <laughs> yeah, seemed like led. a Norm McDonald joke to make. <laughs>
0: so I it went was with
1: It I guess it was your
2: honor. delivery, Paul. It was your delivery.
0: Huh. S- so um, cold. So uh, cold. Much yeah. like my next beer, which yeah. is a cold brew coffee. <laughs> uh
2: would you say that Juan Valdez brought you that coffee?
0: <laughs> yes, from the <laughs> hills of Columbia. Um, no, from uh, Southern Tier Brewing Company, I have their cold brew coffee, Pumpkin Nitro. Uh, this is their Imperial Pumpkin Ale, but brewed with coffee. Uh, riding high at 8.6 ABV. Um, I have had just the regular cold brew coffee before on the show. I didn't love it. It seemed... Kind of just like a mishmash of flavors, but I think having that nitro in there, it adds that nice little bit of smoothness that kind of marries that cold brew coffee and that pumpkin together in a great way. I picked up a four pack can, four pack of cans of this, and I absolutely love it. It's nice, it's rich, it's so smooth. You get that nice, like, coffee bite up front, and then you get that pumpkin spice dancing on your tongue like a nice morning dew Mm. it's i i think if you did not like just the regular cold brew pumpkin check out the nitro one if you are able to just pick up one can of it give it a shot because i'm i'm really enjoying this one i will probably pick up another four pack just to have in the fridge for night when i'm playing games or like reading comics or something
1: I'm drinking John?
0: Nope, John. I already said it, Paul. Okay. <clears throat> I'm drinking from. Oh, never mind. Paul, Paul has a coffee beer too. Paul, go ahead. yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's why I was trying to jump in there because I have from Dewclaw, sweet baby Java. Now, Chris, you just had Dewclaw's 31 is I their did. java pumpkin beer brought to you by one Gu- guys Flores, if you so. if you
0: want if you want to hear that listen to episode number 457 of the big broadcast
1: and <laughs> john has the, the best big ditch beer he's ever had ever he loves it so much i can't read it from here you, you... what what it has uh paisley, paisley pockets. pockets it's a...
2: Paul, just do your beer i was sitting in the same position
1: for since Chris threw it to me, then <laughs> stole it away. This is the espresso bean-infused chocolate peanut butter porter. This has big espresso flavor, coffee flavor up front, and then just mellows out into that sweet kind of peanut butter nuttiness at the end. Uh, really easy to drink. Uh, it's only 6.2%, but since it's big, so big and flavorful that I've been sipping on it and been enjoying it that way. It's 6.2 so it doesn't have to be a sipper. But mm, it's
0: big and rich. But yeah, it Much has like a the nice, country starts like, a nice decadence to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's hefty, but man, like it's yeah. delicious like that with like a cheesecake.
1: Mm. Mhm. It could uh it would pair nicely with a uh, dessert, ice cream or something like that.
0: Ooh, like a like a mint chocolate a nice- chip. Oh, see, I was going to say just like a nice berry cheesecake. Ooh. Like some nice tart alongside that like deep, rich chocolate flavor.
2: Yeah,
1: I Or a, that.
0: like a pumpkin cheesecake. Mm,
1: maybe. Maybe. But see, we are looking for something a little bit more tart. Not something mm. so spiced. So I, haven't, I haven't had the beer, so we don't know. And it's Absolutely. available at your local uh, consumer's shop. I had on the shop there. It might be It might be available there because it's like three months past its date.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, very well could be.
1: So you local but consumers. Time.
2: What beer are you drinking? So I am drinking from Big Ditch Brewing, their Paisley Pockets. This is an India Pale Lager. Um, when I was talking to the Big Ditch rep and I said, I really enjoyed this beer, he said, oh, yeah, we, we wanted to be able to do two beers with a lager yeast, Um, so they brewed this beer and then they harvested the yeast from the, from the batch to then make the Oktoberfest beer. So it was kind of like, we got to kill two birds with what two, let's, if we're going to cultivate this yeast, we need to kill two birds with one stone. So they did this IPL, which is, as Paul said, I, that I said, uh, is probably one of my favorite beers that they've made. Um, great body to this beer. The lagered style of this beer is really great. And the slightly bitter lemony hop that goes with this is just excellent. Um, I bought this beer, I drank it, before doing it for the show, and then when the Oktoberfest came in, and then I heard about how the two beers, in a way, kind of pair together, I was like, oh, you don't have to twist my arm to buy Paisley Pocket again. And I had sold out of it, so I brought it back in. I was like, oh, you guys still got it? Oh, you got a couple more cases? Bring them in, because I like this beer, and I want to continue to drink it. Um, yeah, I just really, really like this beer. I would put this, like, end of the year when we're like, oh, what are our favorite beers of the year? This is probably going to go, it's probably going (laughs) to be on there if I remember it. Mm
0: -hmm. (sighs) Uh, Best thing to do for that is check into it on Untappd. That way you can look and see what you checked into this year and, like, how high you rated everything. Because that's what I did last year, and there were beers that popped up that I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I forgot. I absolutely loved that.
1: I'm going to do it right now.
0: Paul, you know what else we love? We, we love
1: comic books that are coming out. We this love week. comic books. Yeah, coming out this week. Uh, that would be on September 2022. Or September 22nd. 2021!
2: And Chris. Ooh. What comic this beer is
1: 7.1%. Ooh. That is... Yikes. That was <laughs> Was not expecting that. A bigger boy than you were expecting. Uh, yeah, Chris, what are you expecting to pick up this week?
0: Uh, I have always been a Batman fan, and in my formulative comic book years, once we got back into it, I became a huge fan of the Vertigo Comics series Fables. And this week, coming out from DC's Black Label, we are getting Big B versus Batman. And I'm blanking on the actual subtitle for this. I have it written down. A Wolf in Gotham. There's a series of grizzly murders happening in Gotham City, and Batman is at a loss until another detective shows up, uh, reeking of cigarette smoke, and happens to know what's going on more than he does. Uh, written by Bill Willingham. I don't know who's doing the art because... League of Comic Geeks is not cooperating with me right now to actually bring up my pull list. Oh, here we go. Finally. Thank you. Um, Art by Brian Level. I don't know. It's two great tastes that I'm hoping taste great together. I want to see both of these detectives kind of thrown into working with each other to solve this more fable-based series of murders. It's just going to be a little mini series, three ninety nine an issue. I don't mind paying that for more of Big B Wolf, who's one of my favorite characters from the Fable series. I um, mean, one of my favorite superheroes of all time. Like, this is definitely going to be something that I'm bringing to the table. Uh, yeah, that's my pick. Paul?
1: you know what? I was going to go with something from my wish list, but then I just clicked on uh, on this link here, and it's from IDW. But it's Star Wars, and it's Star Wars Adventures. And the only reason I'm going to pick it is because Francisco Francavilla is doing the art for it. And uh, mm. it's being written by uh, Calvin Johnson, and this is uh, Star Wars Adventures Ghosts of Vader's Castle. Dawn of the Droids. So, are we getting Afterlife with Archie in the Star Wars universe right now?
0: It, Based off the cover, it does look like it. So, here we go. Um, we'll see. We will see what happens here.
1: Uh, it's is a horror-packed, star-studded, five-week event guaranteed to haunt your dreams. Uh, on the cover, we got Padme, R2-D2, Jar Jar Banks, and Anakin Skywalker, and, and also C-3PO. But it looks like just this massive, massive droids just coming up and uh, reaching up after all our heroes. So
0: yeah i uh, I think a horror based Star Wars book could be kind of fun hmm. why not like, why it sh- it,
2: sh- it shouldn't be something that's done I think
0: <clears throat>
1: it's just weird that it's the ghost of Vader's castle and we got Anakin on on the cover so i uh, very weird and it's also idw press so who even knows hey at least the art will be great
2: yeah,
0: I don't know uh, so now I'm looking at the cover and if you notice the frame around everybody is like Vader's yes. silhouette. silhouette so maybe he's reminiscing about a time where they were attacked uh, by droids that they couldn't Ooh, what if this is like a horror anthology where like issue number two is something else about Le- uh, issue two Vader. I'm clicking on it now
1: uh, Jackson. That's right. The Marvel-created Star Wars character, the Green Bunny, Jackson. Uh, that he's been having nightmares, uh, with uh, beginning attacked by Wookiees. By giant
0: Wookiees. So, confirmed, uh, Star Wars horror anthology series. Yeah, Issue Pirates. number three, Danger on Dagobah. Ooh. Uh, Yeah. Kind of a fun idea. John, what are you picking up? Is it a Star Wars horror book? Because you and Paul might be buying the same one.
2: It is not. Uh, I am picking up Moon Knight number three. Um, I believe I picked Moon Knight number two as my pick, and I picked Moon Knight number one, which we reviewed for the Uh, look back, and Chris and I liked, and Paul thought it was okay. Um but yeah, this is the continuation of, uh, you know, the f- the fist, uh, Moon Knight, the fist of uh, Conchu, uh coming up to the Hunter's Moon, um, who is the other fist, the right and left fist, uh, coming together, uh, written by Jed McKay and art by Alessandro Capasino. Um, yeah. They're just and, out there um, fisting each other. You know it, Paul. You know it. Um, one of the covers all, is also done by uh, Steve McNiven for this. So they uh, they all look pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, I've been enjoying this. I'm a Moon Knight fan. I like it. I'm looking forward to the series coming out.
0: Yeah, I haven't checked out number two yet, but I did enjoy <clears throat> number one a lot. So. Yeah, groovy.
1: Is that Chris's pick, or did we all do it? Oh, and now the Magnum Board I started up. it. I forgot. A dramatic reading from Marvel <clears throat> Dark Age number one
0: page six, panel two. Moon Girl's mind raced ahead of the problem. Saw the pattern that no one else could yet. Oh no. <laughs> was a dramatic
1: reading from Marvel Dark Age. Issue one, page
0: six, panel two. Yeah? I know the problem is not that dramatic reading, because I nailed it. <laughs> I
1: did feel bad because I know you post these to uh, to our Instagram page and there is a panel like on that page of her riding the Tyrannosaurus Rex down the streets of New York. And that would be such a better Instagram pick, but it was. That's awesome. not how the
0: games played, yeah, though. Like you pick these at random. Like it's. Uh, it I is already,
1: how it is. I already picked it, and I'm like, ah, oh,
0: it's too late.
1: Too late. Uh,
0: there's always next time. There's always. Time. There's always next time, and there's always next beer. Yeah, guys. Hey. Southern Tier
1: Brewery is opening up their beers. I know. I see you guys, but I'm going to put it on here anyways and pause it after you guys get up and leave. It's fine. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to listen to this. Uh, Southern Tier is opening up their tap room down at 716 on Canal Side uh, on tu- next Tuesday. Or Tuesday, as you guys listen to this, at 3 o'clock. There it is. I didn't know that. It's breaking news.
2: Hey, Paul, you want to go down there? You let me know. All right. I'll send a text out. We can get a probably a free round. Ooh. Hmm.
1: So I'll get my first round, and then the next round will be on you.
2: Uh, no, I think uh, we'll get a free round where neither one of us have to pay.
0: Right. Okay. I've seen the news story about it, so that's cool. Um, are they using that as actual brewing facility, or is it just going to be think like... doing both, yeah, because okay. that's a big space. It was way too big of a space for, you know... Except, I'm hoping they do some like kind of small batch stuff that you can maybe only get there. Like that would be, that would be fun, awesome. Like that would be good for them, especially because they know what they're doing. Like to get to see them like experiment and play around with some like weird things. Like that'd be fine.
1: Heck, that Tim Hortons location has uh, specialty donuts only available there, and it's basically a vanilla dip just with saber's colors. So, like that's, that's enough. but still,
0: yeah, that's fine. But still, I'm going to buy that when I'm there. Yeah, why not? I yeah. bought the uh, like my travel cup for- from there. Give me, give me the my. And safe, then someone at work for- threw it out. What? What is it?
2: It is a lemon cherry sour cider, and it's just not good. Lemon cherry. Lemon cherry. Okay, that.
1: Okay, like a cherry lemony.
2: Yeah.
0: It's not good. See, when I think cherry, I usually think, like, a limey. Like, mm. cherry and lime go better together. Um, More tart, after less this, sour. After this one, I have um, the Bud Light Seltzer Pack. The, the uh, fall? Like the, the summer, the, I think it's summer. I
2: don't the, know. Um, is it so, the Retro Pack that looks uh, tie-dyed?
0: I, it does count or is it out of the office i don't think it's out of the office because it, ha- it has like a blue raspberry one yeah. called summer ice and then that's there's the a re- cherry limeade
2: that's the retro pack they're <clears throat> meant to taste like freezy
0: pops they it's really good um yeah i didn't buy it so janet was in town this week and we met up at disney <laughs> springs yesterday just like hang out uh catch up and we we got lunch but she also brought like the 12 pack of that because she's like we bought this for our airbnb but we don't have time to drink it do you want it and i was like well if you're not gonna do anything with it she's like no like we we aren't gonna drink this so i was like all right i'll take it so i drank one of each of them last night and i was like oh these actually are bad like it's a Uh better seltzer than the ones that i got from sideward not not what? saying much because I mean it's a seltzer, but it was I, I was kind of like oh this actually isn't bad.
2: Bud actually has been doing a good job with their seltzers. Um, the latest one they just put out they put out um, a like a it's called like flannel or fall pack. Um, pear maple toasted marshmallow, okay, pumpkin which. I've been every time you mentioned the, uh, you've mentioned the, um, the shipyard. shipyard one. I've kept going to go. The bud one is actually really good. It reminds me of my mom's pumpkin cookies. Ooh, I'll and I'm see like, if I can find it I with sour know, like, cream icing. Think- no, she never did the the, the icing on them. Hmm. Um, and then a apple crisp, okay. and the apple crisp is delicious. The pumpkin's really good. The toasted marshmallow tastes like toasted... It mar- uh, tastes like marshmallow. It's like a real vanilla e marshmallow. Um,
0: and then I haven't tried the maple pear yet. but Maple and pear aren't like, flavors I think go together. But I mean, it's the same as like apple maple, and that's fine. So... Yeah. Um, I was surprised. Uh, it's not something I would have bought, but to get it for free... And then you hearing, sorry, me hearing you say, like, those ones are good. Like, hey, maybe. It's worth a shot. I think the branding's really weird, though, that they're like, oh, Bud Light. But it's not even a beer. Yes. Seltzer. <laughs> like, so are they trying to lean into, like, oh, it's light. It's not as heavy. It's good yeah. for you. Like,
2: Yeah. That's when
0: I think they want
2: you to think low-calorie. That's why they're Mm -hmm. putting the light. Um, Labatt does Labatt Light Seltzers Mm. for their flavors. Like, it's just, I think, how they've just chosen to brand it. Um, because they're not going to call it Budweiser Seltzers. I think Bud Light makes it sound like it's lighter.
1: See, I would have done it with Bud and Bubbly. But then it sounds like it's a hot thing, doesn't it?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So when they first launched, I was like, these guys don't know what the hell they're doing. Because they launched a variety pack 12 pack. And then they launched 12 packs of every flavor that was in the variety pack. And I think they quickly realized, this wasn't smart. They got rid of that. They did a second variety pack. And then Christmas time last year... They released a seasonal one that had, like, a mint, the apple crisp that's in the fall pack, and I forget what the other two were, but people were just, like, seasonal flavors. They loved it. We sold a ton of it. And people were like, well, I thought the mint was disgusting. I I thought I was going to vomit. But then... They came out in the spring. They did one called Out of Office, which were all cocktail inspired ones. So they did like a Mai Tai, a Mango Mai Tai, Strawberry Daiquiri, Pina Colada, and people were going crazy. And then they did Ooh. the retro pack that were supposed to taste like Freezy Pops. And then they actually put out alcohol Freezy Pops of those flavors. <laughs> and they've just, to me, I mean, I sold. As soon as they released that retro, it was my number one seltzer every week. Caitlin actually bought two of them hmm. for over the summer. Whoa. Actually, I think I might have bought three of them.
1: Um, That's when you know you have a problem the with bud the bud and it. bubbles. Um,
2: but, like, I took a picture of the fall one and sent it to her, like, do you want to try this? And she was like, yeah, it's but I like the bud ones, like. I'm interested in those flavors. The only one out of it she doesn't like is the um, toasted marshmallow, but it's because she doesn't like marshmallow. So. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go grab my other beer, another beer. And then we can jump back into a, a, a main topic.
1: Yeah. This is the main topic right now. I'm I was oh, just going yeah, to find guy yeah. just
0: keeping this. all. I this have. Is, who yeah, knows? This is all fine. this. We'll just we'll do the beer in yeah. the middle of it. Right, I'll yeah, be right no. back. Why not? <clears throat> all
1: right. Yeah. So, uh, oh. the movie Dune is coming out October twenty second. It is. I really want to see it. I've been reading the book. I'm on page. How is it? Because I've never read. Now that I'm older, I tried reading it in high school, and I just got bored by it. I just couldn't get through it because of all the, you know, made-up words and the, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And I had no context for what the, a Bene Gesserit is. And until you get, like, a hundred and some odd pages into the book of dude, you're not going to have context for a Bene Gesserit or what a still suit is but now that i've you know i'm old
0: enough and i went to with you guys to see that i was gonna say do you feel like kind of like helped you like visualize it and now it Paul, you're reading dune
2: sense.
0: yeah and i am reading dune you <laughs> stood up
1: to walk away and i started talking i'm uh i on my you know just my phone on the kindle app I've, i'm on page 512 <laughs> out of 883 it's a big book it's a bu- it's a long a book well it's also on a cell phone screen yeah. you know pages so who knows um no but i've been enjoying it a lot more now that i feel like i really do have uh a, con- a, a cultural context for it all and you know i even back when i was a teenager i played the dune video game which was <clears> guess what Uh, The predecessor to Command & Conquer. And that's kind of why I'm playing Command & Conquer again. Because I own the remaster of it and haven't sat down Did
2: you watch the sci-fi
1: series? I did. Because Ryan, my older brother, really liked it. And, like, I think that was, like, in that brief period of time. They did three of them. them. Well... They did, like, three of them, yeah. So oh, they did good. the Dune, and it was such a big hit, they went back, like, a few years later. But for a brief period of time, I think when that first Dune series came out, it was when my family had a TiVo. And, like, he actually tivo did it, and that's how I watched mm. it. Like, because during Fancy that time... Fancy little rich boy with a TiVo. Everybody in my family were... We were all on a different schedule. Yeah, it, it was like we got a TiVo and then all of a sudden every single like cable provider provided DV- DVRs digital on demand or whatever it was. D- DVRs. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was right as the TiVo no binder became a thing. It just was built in to everything. Uh,
0: so I just looked up Dune miniseries just cause I was curious, <laughs> uh, which also brought up the fact that the Dune movie. Oh wait, no, this is not the Dune movie. Because this is the first episode date, the series had a budget of twenty million dollars. Wow. Mandalorian has like ten million per episode, episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's back
1: in nineteen ninety-seven dollars. Uh, first episode came out yeah, December third, two thousand. I think I was okay. in
2: eleventh grade, so yeah, that would have been.
0: TV miniseries. Okay, I know, know that I watched it. It was on Sci-Fi that, Channel. I don't think I watched it.
1: I know that I watched it. I know that I liked it enough. But I don't remember anything uh, about it. Top
0: billing? Because I went to the IMDb. Top billing for the dude miniseries? William <laughs> Hurt.
1: Yeah, he
2: plays uh, trees. the father. Yeah, I believe it. Does he yeah, really?
0: He plays the father. Yeah, the Duke. Okay. Uh, Leo.
1: Hey, Leo. Yeah, Leo the uh, traitor. Who's Paul Atreides? Some, some. It's He's, not uh, the uh, captain from How I Met Your Mother. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. Agent Cooper.
0: That's the 1978 movie. 19. Okay, so they don't they don't credit him as Paul Atreides. They call him his uh, other name, Deep Yeah, Ousmanouadiep. Alec Ma-Deep. Newman. Yeah, it's just some guy. Because <laughs> I'm looking through, I'm like. There's no Paula trees here. And then then I look back up at the top, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, the sleeper must be." That's
2: right. Do not think the 1978 or 1980 Dune movie is bad. I I think it's actually pretty good. No, I like it. It's just a a midnight, especially if you're watching it at
0: a midnight movie. I think
2: we all fell asleep
1: at some point during that. Just bad. I, uh, so, uh, listeners, so the so, three of us went to a midnight show. Not back then, obviously, because we weren't born. We're old, but we're not that old. Uh, there was a local movie theater uh, back when, way back in the day, when Chris still lived in Buffalo, uh, and they every, were doing uh, like every
2: Thursday, summer, they would every do
0: Thursday night. Midnight. Right? It was like every Thursday or Friday. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like what it was. I don't think it was even a Friday. I think it was, like, Wednesday or Thursday. It was, like, a weird, like, random And
2: we had gone to see a bunch. We saw, like, double... Some of them, Mad Max. Mad Max. we
0: saw
2: Rocky Horror, Road Warrior. And they were playing Dune, and we're like, oh, we're all sci-fi nerds, and I like that movie. I was like, I kind of want to see it on the big screen. So (laughs) we all went to do it,
1: but I think all three of us fell asleep during it. I was so... I was... (laughs) it was at that point where i was still like well i was working full time like we've all been working full time at that point like but it was like during the middle of the week and like i knew i had to be up and back at work as this movie just slowly crawl sand crawled on and on and on and i was like I'm like dude so I, I cannot get through
2: this when it's we had when we had the great idea to uh, watch it at the theaters I don't think any of us remembered how long, how long a movie it was. No,
0: I don't remember when it takes place in the movie because the last time I saw Dune was,
2: which was probably like two thousand ten.
0: But it, it was lit, literally when like, st- like Stings like putting on his laser suit, whatever it's called, impact armor.
1: It's just. just and I was like,
0: real. I was like, oh my gosh! Like, this movie's really long, and that's not that far into the movie. No. I will kill thing. him. I will.
2: That's my David Bowie as Fade, or not David
0: Bowie, uh, Sting as Fade.
2: It's his famous line out of that.
0: Um, man, uh, we <clears> all <throat> have our next beers. Are We ready yeah. to talk about him? And I can start us off if you guys need some yeah, time. Go right ahead. You start us off. Chris, are you drinking a nitro pumpkin? I am drinking another nitro beer, and this is the Southern Tier Pumpkin. And also rotten big at 8.6 ABV. Uh this is basically one of my favorite seasonal beers. Like Pumpkin has always been that like top of the tops, like this is fall in a glass for me. And after, cause I had the nitro cold brew before this one, cause I was like, well, if I don't like the nitro cold brew, at least I have pumpkin to find a, kind of fall back on. Um, yes, this is pumpkin. There's not enough given to it from the nitro to differentiate it from a regular pumpkin for me.
2: When I, look it's at that stash.
0: It's great.
1: It gives you, you, you such a great stack. You,
0: Paul, that's just your regular mustache. You're pointing at your regular beard mustache. Um, it's it's still really good. Like It's just a great <coughs> pumpkin yam beer, but I think it's not elevated the same way the nitro cold brew pumpkin was. And coming out of tonight, I'm like, man, I need to buy more cold brew nitro. I think I'm fine just buying a regular pack of Pumpkin, or Warlock even, just to kind of scratch this Pumpkin itch. I felt the first year when they did this, because that was the
2: only... It was two years ago, that it was unnecessary to make Pumpkin Nitro. I think it takes away
0: something from the beer. It doesn't... It's just something about that profile of the beer... It doesn't need to have that nitro to make it smoother. Like it's still just like a nice pumpkin beer. Like I think that cold brew, it smooths out and enriches that coffee flavor so much. You don't get that from just the Um, regular pumpkin. And obviously,
2: I sell both of these at my store. I recommend people to (sighs) just get the regular pumpkin. It's two dollars less. Obviously, you don't get. Okay, you know it's a. 14 ounce, I think it's a 14 ounce okay, can. Yeah,
0: four pack. Um, but I don't think in terms of like ounces, I think of how many I'm getting. And I'm getting four pack, like four cans in this pack versus six. Pumpkin is a four my it's my
2: pumpkin. a, p- p- Pumpkin's Paul, a four pack. Cr- yeah. Is it a four
0: pack? It's
2: okay. a four pack, yeah. Oh, Paul, Paul am I, am I didn't crazy? realize.
0: It, I... Is this just not as great as regular pumpkin? We're talking about a, a pre show. Uh, that I picked. Hey, but okay. it was a, That was, a, yeah,
1: and that was over an hour ago. So I don't blame you, John. I'm uh, not listening. But what was I gonna say? No, uh, I don't think you're crazy, John. N- knowing that it's two dollars cheaper to get the like, bottles. No, J- John was saying, "Hey," he points. He says, "Hey, you know," he,
0: he okay. points people because uh, I asked to throw it over to you, Paul. Am I crazy? Oh,
1: and then Chris, I don't. Think you're crazy by not liking it. Nice save, you did it. <laughs> Neither of you two are crazy. Um, uh, I but I'm not mad at it.
0: Knowing nice. that I spent
1: an extra two dollars, I'm a little mad, but I'm not. Ma- I don't think it's detracted from what I was looking for in a pumpkin in pumpkin here. Um, when I filled up my my uh, pint glass here of Aquaman it filled it to the brim with you know with the foam and everything so johnny say it's a 14 point something I ounce i don't i don't think you know, it's get actually it in there 16 i don't think it's an actual i think because can. Can. it's a 13.6 fluid ounce can um it looks about the same size this is my 16 uh, 16 ounce can that i have right next to it i think it, it might just because there's a the widget. on the on the bottom, it's in there yeah, on the it's bottom admissible. of the nitrogen is like a
2: little square that
1: releases the CO two. Yeah, then yeah, the the nitrous,
0: the Nas. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. It's not CO two. It's not CO two. Yeah, it has.
0: Wow, I didn't know we had Vin Diesel on the <laughs> podcast today. Vin Diesel, what comic book are you looking forward to? The Iron Giant. <laughs> it's all about
1: family. I I don't have that Vin Diesel impression. Yeah, no doubt. No. It's all about family. It
2: was Probably that. Paul, you've been laying gold for like episode titles.
1: All, all episode. You're welcome. Uh, but, no, this is... I still think this is a good... It's not a pretender to the throne of pumpkin.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, knowing that it's a little bit more expensive, maybe. But... Two bucks, I'm getting 1.6 ounces more per... That's all. I think right? you get a better <laughs>
2: pumpkin so beer out, of four. out of the twelve ounce bottle. I mean
0: I well, definitely I got more head this. off of this one, and I think that's just the nitro. Like I don't mm-hmm. there's not yeah. enough to make this be like it's hey. Crazy. It it is, but it's been I mean, since but last year since it had a too too of regular pumpkin. Too. Yeah. I don't feel like this needs to be creamy. Like, I feel yeah. like if I'm getting this, I'm like, Oh yes, this is also a pumpkin. Like this is still really good. Yeah. There's not enough to differentiate it. And that, I think that's kind of to nitro's fault. Like there's nothing that makes me be like, Oh, <clears throat> next day off, I need to get to my beer store to get another like four pack of this. Cause I'm, I'm fine with just the regular pumpkin. That's still just a great standout. A I had, fall beer. I had regular and... Pumpkin on
2: draft last night at dinner. And it was delicious. And I drank it and I I started trying to slow myself down because I was drinking it way too fast. But it just was great. And again, at the beer store when people say like, what's the best pumpkin? I say pump pumpkin. It's got king in the name. It is the king of
0: pumpkin beers. That's why you have that flag hanging in your basement still. <laughs> Guys, that's a visual joke. The, the flag <laughs> hasn't been there for like three weeks. I think weeks longer ago. than that, but yeah. It, it's a it's it's a Warlock, we call a uh, flag Flag. Oh, okay. I, yeah. it, I knew it was a southern tier because it's the pumpkin dude. I, I thought there was
1: an unwritten rule that if there's a visual gag... You have to just go with it, or is that just a rule on Paul Uh, here? It is. Unless you have dildos in my room, and also like a a, a thrown out cum-stained midnight uh,
0: sun shirt, Paul. It is real unless you call it out as being a joke to something (laughs) that's not there, and then you feel the need to. Because I feel people can like know, like, oh yeah, they're joking around. Paul's doesn't really have a t-shirt. We've (laughs) made naked all the time. We've made mention of the flag in John's basement before. It's, it hasn't been. I also want to just tell you, Paul, it's Chris what? that always does that.
2: You always group us together, but it's Chris that does that stuff. And he's, he's, he's always the one that goes too far where he's like, that's covered and cum. And then you always like somehow blame me for it. And I'm like, this fucking instigator is always getting me in trouble with Paul. And I know, like he knows, like oh, Paul's winding me up, and then he'll cut, he'll cut me to snap and then we start going at each other. And Chris <laughs> just kind of like sits back, puts his hands back, and then he's like, "Hey guys, you guys really need to settle down. Like we're friends here." And we're like, and then I'm guys, like, "Come on, hey, let's, hey, get hey, you, let's get back, let's get back to the show." You did this, <laughs> and then the two of us are mad at each other, and Chris is just like, hee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's some nights that we come onto the show that I'm just like man I can't wait to talk to my friends and joke around and have fun this just happened to be one of those nights yeah. it started right from the beginning before I even drank anything I want that to be known on the record uh, but it, it, it was, so, it's so it is it's shall been, be written. It's been oh, it's two weeks wrong. since we got to do one of these I was just excited to, to talk to my friends
1: that's why I was like guys I don't know what the to- Topic is I know I threw out a bunch of trash. Why oh, but- am <laughs> talking about
0: Doom for twenty minutes?
1: <coughs> that was much of a main topic oh. as they're going to get. John, what uh, are you- I am drinking right now, bud? You drank it. I did not like
2: one. it. Uh, I am drinking Ivy City Lager from Other Half Brewing, uh, four point six percent lager. This is a lager brewed at their Washington D.C. brewery, and this is a nice lager. Fourteen ninety nine for a four pack, I think is a little steep. I think that's just part of other half pricing. It's it's not easy for them to go lower than that. Um it's a it's a decent, decent logger. I have no problem with this. I had one of their loggers, their Gotham Gold, um maybe a couple months ago. Not as good of a lager. This one's nice. This one delivers in what I want in a a lager. I like it. Um, The other one Paul mentioned. So I was planning on drinking three beers from Big Ditch. uh, And I had their Lemon Cherry Giraffe, which is a beer cider fruited sour. And it just didn't have enough fruit. And it, it... was more of a like an acidic sour that just wasn't pleasant to drink. So I just kinda passed I passed on it. I took a couple sips. Didn't it didn't do it for me. Um let it go. And then um <clears throat> Caitlin came down. I had given her a mmm fruit, which is a rotating fruit sour from other half. And uh, it was a lemon blueberry sour, and it was like you took like a really delicious blueberry pie that had like brown sugar Mm -hmm. crust, I and then just
1: and then crumble, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Lightly squirted like a lemon on top of it. Uh, Really delicious. Tasted Mm -hmm. like you were eating like a tart uh, blueberry
1: pie. Really, I have to say, maybe it's because now I'm just wanting it to be the fall, and it was like 80 degrees here in Buffalo. It was a gorgeous day. It was like one of those days
2: before we did the podcast. Like,
1: it's like you want to enjoy the weather. I was kind of outside court for quite a bit of it, doing some. Uh, luckily, I was in the freezer, uh, finishing up there. But I was able to get outside and, like, adjust some cameras on the outside. So I was just, like, really enjoying the weather. Um, grilled up hot dogs today. And maybe it's just because I, I kind of want that autumnal thing. I want to be enjoying the pumpkin beers. I am kind of done with sours. It might just be a seasonal thing. I might come back to it later. But when I was at breweries uh, doing the tours, they all had a sour on their menu, and I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't I don't want that. Like when I was picking flights, I purposely did not pick sours. Uh, And I was surprised because I was purposely picking uh, Pilsners and Golden Ales because those are two beers that, one, Golden Ales, I thought I didn't really like. And then I had a gold. Golden Ale, and
0: I'm like, oh, that's actually really good. I think there's been multiple times on the show we've told you like, uh, no, I I was the first convert for the Pilsners, mm-hmm. Loggers, and I've been like,
2: hey, I'm really enjoying these guys. And you were when I yeah. went down and visited Chris, like I kept ordering them, and Chris was like, yeah, I kind of get what you see in these beers.
1: I'm I'm coming around now. I'm getting there. So you know I did a bunch of flights It was uh, I went on a little vacation little honeymoon went to four different breweries two which aren't worth talking about because they were you know finger like breweries and, but I, I kind of surprised my, my, myself because I would always do it. I was just going to there having a flight because that's one beer you know in a flight you get four ounce, four pores four ounces each. that's a pint and I wanted to still be driving. When you guys go to build your flights, how do you guys do it? Like, do you Ooh. like focus on one specific thing? You, when you go to a brewery, do you are you a flight people? Are you a flight person? Are you just you know what? I'm just going to get a drink, one drink here, and if I'm liking the vibe, I'll get another.
0: When you're touring uh, a brewery, very good but, discussion know. question. Um, for. For me, it really depends if it's a brewery that I've been to or had something from before. Because if it's somewhere new, if it's somewhere fresh, I'm more likely to do a flight. And I will literally just get whatever I can in flight form just to try it and move on. I might, depending on how much time I'm going to be spending there, I could do a flight and try everything... If it's going to be a stop on our way to something else, I'll cater my flight to be the stuff that I want to try the most. Like, I'll want to get an IPA. I'll want to get, like, a stout or a porter. I'll want to get some sort of sour or Berliner. Like, I'll kind of want to try a little bit of each of what I like <laughs> to see if there's something stand out. And then I'll get one full pour of something before we. Settle up and head out that door to the next place. Um, new Brewery just opened up down the road for me. We actually went there the other day. And in the time that we were there, we actually did four flights. And those four oh. flights allowed us to try everything that they had on their menu, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and the flight price, it was like... $250 to $4 for like the three ounce pour. So it's cheap enough that like literally drinking all those beers and then we each had one full pour. Our tab was only like $50. Like it wasn't a lot what? for, you know, a full like day's drinking. But that was knowing like, hey, we're going to just like be here. We're going to do this. So. I literally just started at the top of the menu, and I was like, "Okay, you know, give me your pale, give me your IPA, give me your New England IPA." Finish those, all right? Give me your red. Give me your stuff. Like, literally worked my way through the entire menu. Um, but that's because I have this is a, this is a Paul joke.
2: When did you have their huddled masses?
1: <laughs> give me your yeah. Yeah, I got you. That's a poll joke. Uh, That Um, that was very uh, Lady Liberty of you.
0: But yeah, like, I feel most times I go to a brewery, though, it's going to be like, hey, let me see what they have here. I'll kind of pick and choose what I want on my flight. I'll get a full pour of something that I know I like or something I did like from that flight. Before we head on out,
1: well, huh. uh, John, I brought up the topic. You're going to a new brewery, place you haven't been to before. Um, you're going to sit down. You're going to build a flight. How do you build that flight? Like, what do you look <clears> for? <throat> is there styles? Are is there, or if it is a place that you've been to, like Chris was talking about, do you just mix and match the things they do like? Like Chris the thing that he likes complete you know and you know full pour and then you know just test out the menu just by going down the list how do you do it I was trying to give you time to think
2: so if if it's a brewery I've never been to before whatever really pops out at me um, a lot of times if I'm going to a brewery I haven't been to before I've looked at what's on tap I've looked at Ratings on some stuff, <clears throat> and I tried to figure it out. When we went to Ellipsis, because that's mm-hmm. the last time I I had a I went with Chris. That was the last time I got a flight. You know that weekend yeah. we'd um, I think that was the only place I actually got flights because they had so many beers that I was like, I want to try mm. I want to try something. That I got their melon sour. I got there. I think I asked the bartender I talked to her whether I'd want the Pilsner or the Lager. I got one of those but Can I ask
1: when she, when she when you asked that did she offer to give you a tasting of each?
2: Um no, but she did give me I think a tasting of one of them later when I talk I when we talked to her. Okay. She's also the she's a really good bartender in the sense that um I said I was savor I was saving the the melon beer because I thought it was so great. I'm savoring that because I don't want it to go away. And then she took my half drank one and topped it off for me. Ah. Okay. <clears throat>
0: good move, good move. Um and then She also laughed at me when I went back in there though, because I had to like wash my hands because the beer exploded <laughs> on me.
2: <laughs> oh. Um she was great and she she's been to buffalo she had family in buffalo she's been there she's been to froth she's been to a lot of the local places so it was nice as we do and we sit we talk to the bartenders a lot of the times so we talk about the different beers we talk about being there like um we have conversations with them so she was really she was really great and she was also someone that could pass on certain things and chris even said like their IPAs are good at Ellipsis, but eh, you have one, you've had them all. So I knew not to go too crazy with, oh, I'm going to get all their IPAs. And I think I grabbed a an IPA from them, and I think I grabbed a, a another sour, because we went in there, and hands down, Yanni knew exactly. She was like, I'm getting a pint of the mango banana sour, because it's my favorite. Um, I think I grabbed the berry sour.
0: Yeah, they had like a mixed berry. Yeah,
2: and then I bought the mixed berry and the ban- the mango banana one to bring home with me. Um, <clears throat> so it was just like tr- trying the board of the things that sound good. And Chris had gotten a couple of the dark beers, and he said, this one's great. And he got a pint of that, and I tried some of that. And I think when you're going with your friends, it's always nice to get – everybody kind of get something different. We always end up getting – yeah. A couple of the same because it's like, well, eh, screw you. I'm going to – I want this one too. Um, But yeah, I think you just kind of got to run the board of what really pops out to you. A lot of times those IPAs, all right, it says it has Matuka hops in it. I don't know what mahuka hops tastes like, but that name or that style or that flavor profile it says it has is the one you want to get. <clears throat> but we walk into other places, it's like, oh, I can get a flight or – They got a black lager. I love black lagers. You don't find them that often. I'm going to get their black lager. You know, like, different things like that are usually what I'm looking for at a brewery is styles that I like that people don't often do and grabbing that.
1: Yeah. I have to say that's why when I went into Rock, I didn't go into Rock Brewery to go to Walk Rock Brewery. I went in there to get the hot dog because there's uh, (laughs) a Finger Lakes... It's FLX Wienery is the place, and it started, it's a Finger Lakes, I don't know what the X stands for, Wienery. It's a because the Finger Lakes here in New York, they're big on their wineries. You know, it's, oh, we have the same growing temperature as uh, Germany and the uh, Riesling region. We do really great Rieslings and, you know, there's a whole thing. Uh, And somebody opened up this hot dog stand. And they started doing crazy hot dogs, um, you know, with topped with peanut butter, all these different crazy toppings. And I'm like, you know what? I love hot dogs. I want to visit there. Unfortunately, when we were, like, nearby, the place wasn't open because it was a Tuesday. Uh, but ROC Brewery, you know, just opened, you know, just the, gave up their kitchen to this FLX w- wienery. And I'm like, perfect. We're going to swing up through Rochester anyways. We'll stop in there. Get this great hot dog, and I'll try some of their beers. And, uh, yeah, I got their dark, their dark, uh, their German style. It was, like, I, I wrote it up on the page. It's, I don't know what it was, but it, it was basically – You
2: said the Schwartz beer, right? Yeah, the Schwartz, black lager. schwarzbier
1: beer, yeah, it's black lager. It tasted like a black IPA to me.
0: Yeah. You, you see a, a black lager or black IPA, you, you're going to get it.
1: I was like, yes, it's toasty up front, big big pop on the back. I'm like, I'm happy with this. <laughs> like, uh, They didn't offer flights there. So, you know, I'm like, okay, what's, what's the one thing on this menu that pops out to me? So I understand that. Uh, what's What are you guys looking for in the vibe or feel of a brewery? Like, is there a cultural thing? Is there, like, Three Heads turns me off because it's a little too on the weedy kind of thing. You know, have you, been, have you been to the brewery, No, though? but just... No, just the, you know, the styling of the cans. <clears throat> I'm just saying, for a brewery, like, there's things that can automatically turn me off. Like, if the servers are way too pretentious, like when I went down to Thin Man on Chandler, like, with the Tapo thing, where it was attached, Tapo, like, everybody was a little too cool for school in there.
2: Yeah, but, I mean... you go into the, you go into the Elmwood one. It's even too, even more too cool for school. Yeah. And I'm like, Um, see, I love the Chandler thin man. Mm -hmm. I love the atmosphere. I think it's a lot more than like the other thin man. And it doesn't have as much taps as the Elmwood one, but I'd rather go to the Chandler than the Elmwood one. Uh, I, see, I think a lot of it is the situation that you're there for. Ellipses, I thought, was a great, uh, a great brewery experience that we had. But really, we sat at the bar. It was empty because we were there before they even opened. But the bartender yeah. was really fun. She knew when to talk, when to just let us talk amongst ourselves like she wasn't like pushing or prying but it was casual when we talked to her it was like the first time we went into uh angry chair i walked in there and was like this is my place i love it here like the stools everything the surly bartender it was really great the times that we've gone back and it's become more of a thing every time that we went back there and they were more small bar with too many people in there. And I think too many pretentious drinkers that were there. The experience has never been as good as that first time that we were there at angry chair. So I think sometimes it's just the people that are there as well that, that change
0: it. For me, I want something that's accessible. Like, I think a little bit more open, not like hole in the wall, kind of does a lot for you. Um, I, I do love me some music, but I want, I don't want to sound old. I would love everything to be at a reasonable enough volume that. I'm able to, t- to talk to people about like, oh, hey, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking this. Like, I don't want it too loud. Like, I have to be able to sit there and talk about what we're drinking. Am I liking this? Um, I, I don't want to sound old man because I do want like still a fun, like energetic atmosphere that makes me happy and excited to be there. Um, food, food is a definite plus. Um been to a lot of breweries that don't have anything to offer. They have, like, the clamped bags of chips at the end of the bar. And it's like, oh, we got Lay's. I think we got, we got some got peanut bags of peanuts underneath the thing. Like, you even just give me, like, a sandwich or, like, a charcuterie board. I'm probably going to spend a little bit more time there because that gives me the chance to eat something and then I'm going to eat, and then I'm going to rally back and be like, you know what? Yeah, I feel better now. I'm going to stay for that one more drink. Um, Something Ellipsis does that I think is great is they have like a local food truck that's always going to be parked outside, too. That Yeah, they might not be able to do food just because of their resources or their location where they don't have a full kitchen, but I like seeing a brewery partner up with another local business that they're able to provide food in some way, and it helps yeah. out everybody. Yeah,
1: uh, forty two North just <clears about throat> what 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 a year and a half ago maybe now. Time is a dilation; it's all a myth. Uh, with Fat Bob's, Roc did it with their FLX Winery, Cigar City used um, to
2: do it, and they'd have yeah, it I listed think- every day and the time frames that the food trucks were going to be there. Because we enjoyed a couple times we enjoyed food trucks there until they just remodeled and put their own kitchen in the place. But yeah, I mean, I mean, food and beer goes hand in hand. Like you, you do need something to snack on while you eat. And Chris and I used to go to pizza plant all the time and we would probably eat like two basketfuls of, of (laughs) peanuts, peanuts, eat a pod and then continue to shell nuts and drink beers. And I mean, we'd have like four or five beers
0: at pizza planet at at a night. It it was honestly probably more than that, but we were charged for like four or five. Uh, But even when I lived in Michigan, like I would just go to founders not to drink beers because It was Founders. I was there often enough that I knew what they had. Like, it wasn't going to a brewery to sample or try things. It was like, hey, I'm going to go get lunch. Like, there's a sandwich that I really want to get. And whatever they have in their firkin for the day, I'll try one of those. But then I'll have, you know, just a regular, like, breakfast stout while I'm eating my, like, buffalo chicken sandwich. Food is such a big part of it that I think really does get overlooked. And kind of going back to beercation, when you guys came up to Grand Rapids, where do we went to New Holland Brewing? New Holland had a lot of knockout beers, but I was more excited just to be like, you guys got to get the pinwheels, which were like, they're like bread dough and like tomato sauce, pepperoni, like dumplings I was like, oh, like, I really want pinwheels. Uh, the,
2: the other thing, too, like, beercation, we were brewery hopping, and then you keep, like, well, I got to get, like, the pizza, or I got to get, oh, I got to get a burger. Like, I need sustenance. I need to soak up these things. And, like, <laughs> when we were at, like you just said, New Holland, Paul was like, I got to get a salad. I need to get some greens. And I was like, <laughs> I gotta get a salad. this guy's losing it. And then I was like, I feel like shit at the end of the night. I kind of wish I had a salad.
1: <laughs> I'm like, guys, What's, let's get some chocolates. I, guys, let's uh, go.
2: Should we run the 30 miles home? Because I think it'll be great. Uh, but it was one of those things where after he did that, I was like, yeah, you need like better food through. You're going to be drinking all day. Let's, Get some of the mm-hmm. stuff that we need. You got to stop. You got to get a good breakfast. You got to get a good base. And then it's...
1: Yeah, yeah. You can't just go to a Coney place and just get a breakfast there at a grease spoon. You do want a base, but you do want something, you know, that isn't just going to sit in your yeah. stomach as a base that will uh, actually keep but yet, you going.
2: You, you got to throw in some actually huh. good good food, some roughage, some stuff, some stuff that will keep Nutrition. the system going through, but... Uh, when Caitlin had, when I first started dating Caitlin, her birthday fell on, um, Southern tears public day and Paul and Kate went out, uh, my dad, Kate, Caitlin's mom, like we all kind of went out, um, together. We got there early. We got a table in the shade. We knew we had a good table. But I had previously went out and got a bunch of, like, Wegman subs. And I was like, hey, this is how we do it. You eat this. We have this. We have this food. You guys, we got to keep going. We got to keep ourselves filled with something that's going to (laughs) help soak up some of the alcohol that we're having. And Caitlin didn't necessarily follow exactly everything I said. And then was drunk and not feeling well the rest of the day because... Those, even though you're just getting these little, you know, yeah, three ounce pours, you get enough of them and enough strong ones, they, they fight back. And I think so just trying to plan wisely and you know, you know, you got to know who you are and what you can take, but you also got to know that. Now that we're all in our late 30s, I think one of the times Chris came up, he was like, you know, I think four breweries is enough. Maybe just three. Like, you got to know that you can't – we're not young men anymore (laughs) (laughs) where we can hit
0: five or six breweries. I still have a freak metabolism. I'm just saying I would – for me, I'd rather go to like a couple places and get to samples – Sample stuff and then find something to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Then just go to a lot of places and drink a Um, bunch. Like when the
2: last, I think the last time we were, when I was down with you, Chris, and we went like, we went to Sidewords and then we went to um, 1010. And I think we had gone somewhere else before that. I was Uh, like, you know, I wish we had just stayed at, Sidewards, because their beers were elevated enough that it's like everything's really good. We could just sat. We could have just sat there outside in the shade and had different beers, sat and talked, ordered some different foods, and you know, I think like.
0: <laughs> so, do you think if you're doing a beercation, maybe have like? destination brewery mm-hmm. and then like... Anchors. Maybe like one or two places that you stop by and are like, oh, we're gonna stop here. We're gonna try some things but we're not gonna spend more than an hour. Like, get a flight, talk about yeah. it, move on. And then like, when you get to like, that holy grail that's when you're like, okay, we're gonna do like, full pours. Like, we're gonna get dinner.
2: We're gonna well, get dessert. I mean, Where's... if you think about it too, we went to Sidewards. We had lunch. I had... I had gotten like an appetizer for the table. We had a couple rounds and then we're like, oh, let's go to 1010. And 1010 in the past has been like, oh, yeah, it's 1010.
1: Like
2: we got there.
1: I like 1010. We had gotten there, there.
2: The beers weren't super great. Atmosphere was fun. They were playing uh, fun music. I mean, they played like um, yeah. Tank from uh, Cowboy Bebop. Like, they played it. In- insane clown posse, like they had like fun music playing right. that we could also then like. T-
0: we were there like it was like weird music Wednesday or something where they're like the bartenders are like yeah we just play like whatever weird stuff we want that we think's gonna upset people. <laughs> uh,
2: but we ended up there and we continued to just order beers and hang out there. You know, we got a couple appetizers. I ordered a round of pickles for the table. They're pickled Yeah,
0: the pickles were pickles were great. Um Um but this I guess this could be like the counterpoint to this argument. Being there, that's the brewery and the beer that made Yanni realize she likes dry Irish stuff. She, it was a really good. We had stouts before that, and stout. every time, like we would have them, it's really good. But any stout we had before that, she was not a fan of. But she ordered like literally two full pours of like ten tens dry Irish stout, and it's like, okay, you like stouts now? Like that's that's a thing to look for on the menu. And going to a place like that with someone who's not a beer drinker who drinks beer because they're like. Well, you drink beer, try. I'm gonna I'm gonna try stuff. Um that was that was cool. Like, and now that's the thing that we know. Like, if we go to a brewery, like, she sees an Irish stout on the menu, like she's gonna like, oh, I'm gonna try that one. And that's that like gateway beer almost, because she knows she will like sours or Berliner Vices at places. Mm. Um She won't admit to liking IPAs, but she likes Imperial IPAs or double IPAs over like New England IPAs. It's just... Again, like going into a brewery and then just finding what you like and then kicking down that door at the next place that you go. is like, yeah, this is cool. This is what I like.
2: I think too, like a big thing for us is it's been almost 20 years that we've been fairly into the craft beer Beers, and we've had a lot of experiences at breweries, and even like a couple years ago when we went down, and I said, "Hey, I can get us a cool tour of C- Cigar City," and Chris was like, ah, "Cigar City. On tours." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, but with this, it's probably going to be a little more in depth. But also, we do this. We'll probably get some free drinks out of it, and we did get a couple free drinks out of it."
1: But it was, one, it yeah. was a private tour. It wasn't with a group. It wasn't with that tour guide that's just yeah. saying the thing yeah. that they say during the tour. It was like, hey, do you guys have any questions about this? Hey, do you want to know more about that? What like,
2: do you guys need to know?
1: Like, like, it and was a so lot
2: of it was directed at me because I sell their beer of, what do you need yeah. to know about us? I'm like, hey, man, just do your thing and I'll, I'll add this and... You guys had more interesting questions because I already know a lot of the stuff on that side. Where you guys were like, "Oh, what? So, how much do you guys produce here? or What do you guys do this?" So, in our instance, it's a lot different than what normal people get on a on a tour.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, and at that point, it's like it's kind of fun, like learning about like the satellite yeah. breweries because. They have a yeah. wide distribution of footprint, but it's not all brewed there. But to see their brewing facility, like they're putting a lot of product out there on the street. So, you know, good on Cigar City because their beers are great and the fact that they have enough reach that they're like reaching out to other like regional brewers we'll should... to continue with that quality. Chris. And the fact that they own they own that beer and they work with their Satellite breweries enough to see, like, okay, well, you can't get this yeast there. You don't get this malt. Like, what can you get that's going to get this beer to the closest that we have? That speaks to the quality because you're not just putting out something with a label on it.
1: Also, the acidity of the water. Yeah. or Yeah. The, yeah, the difference of the water supply. It was, like, so... You know, like and what they were paying what, attention
2: what to. also, in those instances, what actually matters is the IBUs. Yeah,
1: When they're brewing. When they're it brewing.
2: They, it doesn't belong no, I, on we, the label. We all agree. Okay. But that is actually when okay. an IBU matters, is in the brewing process. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's one of those things like, we've been on a ton of tours, and Chris even said like, Mm, I've been on tours, and I'm like, eh, but we go. It'll be, it'll be something well, a little different. And so, then Chris,
0: when we, when we, when we, I go. don't want to sound dismissive. Like for so many people, like they go on a brew tour, is like, this is the tank. This is where everything gets mixed in. We add the malts. Like it, it's <laughs> so like, I, I yeah. It, it's like just people being like, ooh, like when do we get the free beer? Like it's. It's the thing that breweries have to do to get people excited to drink the beer that they've already had while they're waiting yeah. to go on the tour. Like
1: And they just paid for yeah. for the price of the brewery uh, tour. But yeah. it was like
2: after we did that Cigar City thing that Chris was like, Well that's the best tour we've ever been on. But we got
0: But we also had we had a access to the head brewer. We were asking him like questions not just about like when you put the beer in the cans, where does it go? Like, it, it was like a, more like, oh, I, like you said, like, the water quality, like, in Florida all <laughs> swamp water. Yeah, we got this like, giant purifier that? over here that <laughs>
2: puts know. out the best water you'll ever taste. Uh, and if you noticed, uh, yeah. we're having that, we're struggling right now because we just opened and we need to fill all these taps. So we have all these kegs that we've been Barrel aging beers that we've just been throwing on, and then we enjoyed that when we were mm-hmm. doing flights there. And we're like, "Well, this barrel, this, 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 and this barrel aged beer in our flight," you
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Very different circumstances, though, uh, from like that, like group tour to yeah. so like personal, like catered tour. But all, you all can of a sudden... So, you,
1: go ahead. so I think a major tip there is for nobody that's listening. Uh, if you're having a good repertoire with the, you know, server with you know the bartender, you can always ask if the brewer is there. If you have a very specific question, if there's a question that the server doesn't have the answer to, it's okay. I think it's cool. Is it cool to ask? hey, is the brewery here? Could you ask them? Like, somebody that works in the brewery? Especially if you're there on a weekday. You know, in the middle of the day. Because see, if you're taking a (laughs) beercation, and guys, guess what? The main topic was apparently beercation this whole time. Who knew? (laughs) It was right in front of us. A beercation isn't about the beers you drink. It's about the beers that you make on the way. Um... (laughs) so yeah, I, I kind of let's let's kind of like wrap this up in the bow with like our top tips of like
0: oh, what to do. Well, I don't I don't want to wrap this up yet. Are we done? We, we're two hours let's, in let's, almost. Okay. We got
1: about ten wow. minutes
0: bullshitting. Let's go. Yeah, it's yeah, like
1: yes. quarter to eleven. <laughs> no, we can keep going. But on the into the back of your mind, let's let's kind of think about like your top tips for planning a vacation. We, we've already went over hay. Get those anchor places. Get those... Plan out your food. Uh, if you're going to do... Maybe skip the brew tour. Unless you know it's if going it's, to be... Like a kind of a more intimate brew tour. If it's just your friends. If it's just going to be... It's a dead... The place is dead. That, it's you and your friends yeah, going you out Yeah, you might be store, able to
2: get something extra out of it. Might you. be worth it.
1: Yeah. If it's you on a Saturday... And there's 50. There's a tour, all the tourists in the back, people that never been to a brewery before, there with you. Maybe skip it. I think but, uh, I, got, I kind of mentioned my thing to, is along these lines like,
2: look up the breweries beforehand, look up what's on tap, w- what on tap going in there sounds good to you, but also know that it's a brewery and those beers, beer list that went up that you're looking at is probably from two days prior. And something might have sold out and not be like pissy, like, well, I really wanted to try that barrel aged sour, but now they don't have it. Like, have that flexibility of what you're going there for and know that things sell out.
1: Also, look on, check their website to see if there's a special event going on or if there's a special event every week like at um, Founders there was what the perkin Thursdays
0: yeah every every week they would have like some different beer that they brewed on firkin with some other ingredient that would be like pushed through like so you could go in and be like oh this is our centennial IPA through hazelnuts and then the next week we would go. It'd be like, oh, it's our right IPA um, and like with coffee. Like you never Chris, knew what you were going to uh,
2: have. Or not Chris. I'm sorry, Paul, Max, and I. We went on that other half Mortalis uh, day where we were brewery hopping yeah. up in like the Finger Lakes. We had specific places we wanted to go, and we decided to go to another brewery in between, like hopping back from one to the other. And we had saw we saw signs at both breweries that uh rising storm was doing a big a big event, but none of us realized it was the day that we were actually there and we drove up and the guy was like, "Oh, hey guys, like sure. there's like an hour left of our event, and it's like forty bucks to get in. you guys don't want to come here and then we're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, couldn't you just let us in?" <laughs> Couldn't you just let us in, like? <laughs> honest, but no. it was just it like, oh, okay, power. yeah, we'll 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 go, and we went back to Mortalis and had a great time. But yeah, pay attention to those things if there is a, an event going on, because it actually probably would have been a little smarter for us to have gone to that event because they had beers from both the two breweries that we were we visited. So it might have made more sense doing that, but also. I think we had a, we one, we got a great story because that plane landed in the field next to the brewery and Max's, at other half, and Max's dad was there and he was like, I think that's Bill uh, Whipier's, uh, I think that's Bill Whipier's plane. And the guy comes out with two growlers, walks up to the brewery and is walking back, having gotten them filled. And Max's dad gets up and talks to the guy. Max's dad starts talking to the guy and sits down with us, and he goes, yeah. You know, the guy lives, like, right across the street from the brewery. So the guy flew his plane when he could have just walked to the brewery. And then he was also, like...
1: No. Drove all the way to the airport.
2: To the hangar to pick up the plane. He launched it from his backyard. He He launched it from his backyard to fly around and land (laughs) to do that. But also... The best, freak. The best freaking farmland like, people. Max's man. dad was with like, all
1: their ages He just got back
2: from Africa. Yeah, shot something over there. I think that was the, that was the story. But the better story is <laughs> a guy landed a plane right that next to so- us in a field.
1: <laughs> that's that's how I would want uh, to spend my money, yeah. not shooting something in Africa.
2: But. Yeah, I Nothing think deserves
1: those... to be shot.
2: Anchor Brewery, food, know what's on tap, have an idea what you want to try there. Yeah, I mean, I think those are all good points.
0: And again... Yeah. I think my big thing, and I'm hoping as a listener of this podcast, if you're just discovering us or you've been along... At any point over the last eleven years, hey, thanks. Twelve years. Um, go. Yeah. Oh shit, really?
1: Yeah, two thousand nine.
0: Damn. Um, if you're going to a brewery, go to enjoy. Don't go to drink. Yeah. Um, if you're just going like to pound of beers, like that's not what a brewery's for. Like, you're able to sample a lot of different things, and a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that you're only going to be able to get there because they might not have the means to bottle or can it and put it out on the shelves. It might be stuff that they're just trying out limited edition style. Like you're going to go in that day. And then if you go back tomorrow, they're not going to have it go in to try and like find something new to love and chase for the rest of your life. Because that beer (laughs) is never going to exist again. Like, and I think that's part of the fun because we've talked about it before on the show. Like, there can be a beer that someone makes that you love, but something changes in the recipe or the ingredients that the next time you have it, you're like, no, this this isn't what I wanted it to be. Ithaca, I'm looking at you like flower <laughs> Tenth
1: Oh, I was thinking 10th anniversary of the Black IPA.
2: 14. Oh, uh, 14th the, anniversary. I mean, those are different. That was 14th, 14, 14, I think. What
0: was 14th i think it was the 14. um beer's just a moment in time like it, there's so many so many resources that go into making it that breweries are luckily luckily that they can capture that lightning in a bottle like multiple times in a row like what you get in love you might never be able to experience again so just go to try something different and if it's not what it was like yeah it's fine don't write them off because there's a lot of crazy science that's involved in like beer brewing that a lot can go wrong Uh, really
2: and if you're having a great time at a brewery stay at the brewery like oh we're gonna go brewery hop and try this place and this place but we're having a great time here just stay there and have, continue to have a good time. Because you're gonna, you can go to another place and it might not be as good. You can go to another place and have also another good time. But a lot of times you're like, I wish we had stayed there. Or can we go back there? Like, oh, we we're gonna try this other place. So if you're having a great time and you're really loving what's there, stay. Or if you can go back, go back. I mean, the,
1: if they don't have food and you're hungry and you know the next place has decent food, leave, get some food, have just one there with your food, and go back to the place that you were having a lot of fun. But and also you just look game. and see
2: if, like, some place near you has food. Remember we walked around the block from 1010 and we got oh, that, that little, that little that barbecue
0: pig. place. Yeah, the barbecue yeah. place. Yeah. <clears throat> That's great. Uh, John, I think you kind of hit it before too, when you were talking about like talk to your bartender, because even when we were at angry chair, like years ago, like we were just talking to like the bartender and there was the moment, like he came out and he's like, Oh yeah, this is our, our double chocolate peanut butter cup stout. Like, yeah, try it. What do you guys think yeah. of it? Yeah. You, you like it? Yeah. I, I, I think it needs, I think it needs more chocolate. Like, just have those moments. Like talk to people, get to have that repertoire with them because you get to try something that nobody's ever had before and might not ever but have that, yeah. again.
1: Because they might train for <laughs> it and never, and he'll never know because you said, eh, "Wasn't that good?" And they just open up the faucet well, was... and let it go. Unless they're, of course, resurgence, <laughs> and then they'll just bottle it up and call uh, it something else. That,
2: what Chris is talking about is I watched the bartender, go back to, like, one of the bright tanks, pour something out of the tank into a glass, take a sip, walk back in, and, and I said, like, oh, what did you just have? And he said, like, oh, this is our coffee, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you guys want to try it? And I think he gave us... He went and poured us each one to try, or... Mm-hmm. gave yeah, us one yeah. for...
0: It was, like, oh, a it was just pour. like a- It was, like... The, the yeah, barest yeah. bottom um, of the glass. But, yeah, it was
2: something that we all, like, got to try. We got to try it out of a tank. Like, it wasn't even kegged or bottled or anything. And we all, like, we kind of like we all liked it. And he was like, eh, eh, I think <laughs> I think it needs a little more. But, yeah, like, those experiences happened. We had a great experience at Ellipses with our bartender. And she refilled my glass that I said I love this beer. I'm savoring it. She refilled it for me. Um when we used to go to Pizza Plant, we became really good friends with the bartenders there that Chris and I basically almost drank for free. Like we probably got two for three. We to probably chance. got like four or five free beers a night at that place.
0: It it was to the point where Chris
2: went behind the bar and helped wash the. Like she,
0: she would. There were times that like she told like, "Sorry, I have to charge you for this one." Uh, the owner's right behind me, and it's like, yeah, yeah, like you're apologizing for doing your job. Like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you give us a lot of free beers.
2: We give you a twenty dollar tip. Like, <laughs> we understand the game. We understand if we actually
0: have to pay for a beer. It, the... I think ultimately, too, like, these are people that are just working at a job that happens to be something that they like to, uh, to go back to Ellipsis. The first time that Yanni and I went there, again, just talking to the bartender. And she was talking about how, like, oh, yeah, they brew a lot of different stuff, but she wants to get get into doing more, like, mead style, like, stuff. But for that, they need to have a different like brewery license because those technically count as wines, which are different from beers. But then she wanted those meads to all be looking like D D character sheets, and each mead would be a different mm. character, and like they would have different stats based on the flavors and like the notes of it. And it's like, oh my god, that's that's awesome! Like that's fantastic, and that's not something that's happened yet, but that's something that could be happening. And we got to know that by just being decent human beings and treating the person that's behind the bar, like a person being like, Hey, like, how's it going? Oh, what are you doing? Like, what's, what are you working on today? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think
2: that's kind of what, even when we went to comic book conventions and we were getting a sketch or, before we, you know, we've talked about it before, especially when we we did the the uh, I want to say Dave Peterson, it's Dave Peterson, right? Who did uh, Mouse Guard? Yeah, Mouse Guard. I always want to uh-huh. say Peter Davidson because that's also a comic book writer. Uh, but we went up there and we're talking to him. We weren't even getting sketches. We just went up and hey, we like your books. Blah blah blah. Talking to him. And we had a great conversation with him that that we then said, hey, can we record this? And then we had the same kind of conversation again. But even like when, Paul, when you were getting your Zatanna from Steven Rue, it was just like, oh, we're having this great conversation with this guy who's drawing this amazing picture. But we're not just like... I love your work. How did you come up with this? Or can you draw yeah. this? Like, I mean, he was telling us about how, oh, I have this big farmhouse. I want people to come out and us to draw together and do all this. Like, have like a studio where people can, uh, can am- come and, and work all together and come up with great ideas. Uh, that
1: was that Yannick Picquet. No, st- Yannick Picquet was the, was the one about the farmhouse and everything uh, Stefan rue uh we talked about like how he envisioned things with the negative space like that's what I got from
0: because yeah it was Yannick cut that was like oh do you guys want to see the pages from Wonder Woman that I'm doing with Grant Morrison that's not gonna come out for another until, three years? and it was more like
1: 12 years because we finally reviewed yeah. that like
2: two yeah years ago. and he was just like Oh, I keep looking at uh, doorknobs. I've been looking at how to draw this doorknob, and this doorknob just did not come out right. You're like, it's a Wonder Woman book. What what do you mean doorknobs? And then I'm looking in that book for doorknobs, and I'm like, there's no fucking doorknobs in this book. Is this guy crazy? And then
1: I'm like, wait, wait, (laughs) doorknob in the back. You know why? Because it's like,
2: you know, it's the smallest little doorknob in the corner of a. when Steve Trevor's like talking to, it's like, well, this guy's crazy. An amazing artist, but crazy.
0: It, but you didn't notice he the went. other ones because they just fit in so well. Um, Paul, Sean and I have been like yammering on, like, you're your
2: brutal. Hey, you just went to a
0: bunch. What was?
1: I just went to a bunch. Uh, yeah, if I actually did my research, I just took some recommendations uh, from people at. You know, that I work with.
0: That, and they're I'm good people. I, Paul, I know I just threw it to you, but I'm going to jump in and cut you off. <laughs> Talk to people. Like John said, like someone he works with had reached out to him like, oh, like, where should I go? Like locals might know more than big market distributors might because distributors <clears throat> might not be able to get beers from some of those breweries because they're just so local that they... Brew to tap like that's,
2: that's uh, all talk got. to your
0: mm-hmm.
2: talk to your bartender at the brewery that you're at. Hey, we were gonna go here. Is there someone else somewhere else you would recommend? Because we've done that quite a bit. Hey, where else should we yeah. go? Especially if it's a cool, hip place, and you really like their stuff, they're <laughs> gonna <laughs> let you know what other breweries do as good a job mm-hmm. as they do.
1: Especially if that bartender is like, if you built up a repertoire while talking with them about the style that, of beer that you've been ordering and you really like. If they like the similar beer that you like, and they say, oh, you know who also does a great this style of beer? This place down the street? Yeah. Like, take that recommendation. Nope. So take recommendations, but also know who you're taking recommendations from. Like, I took a recommendation from a buddy at work, and he was like, oh, yeah, they have really good beer. I didn't know what he liked in beer. And, you know, I went to the place, and granted, it was a cool vibe there, and it had a great, you know, looking out, you know, had a great patio looking out onto the lake. All cool, all nice, but you know what? The beer wasn't great. The beer was just mediocre at best. And funny,
2: uh, i recommended recommend it two places to you.
1: Yeah, but I was getting into Ithaca at night and not staying there during the day. So I wasn't able, I wasn't going to go there. I just, you recommended them to me at like eight o'clock at night while I was there. Knowing the sure, shirt, why didn't you recommend them to me? The week before I left, you didn't ask me. I talked to you about where I was going.
2: I didn't know I had to start doing research for you and telling you great places to go. You didn't ask you me. Didn't. You seemed like you had everything planned. Oh, I thought you knew everything. And then you were like,
1: hmm. well, then you were then like why would you I recommend why, two places? I went places to this place, to go it was so so. And
2: I was like, oh, you should try these two places because they're pretty good out there. And then you're like, I'm not going to a college bar. And I'm like, well it's during the it's a during the well, weekday. Yeah, if I, you went there in the afternoon, it'd be great. And it's a really cool vibe and they have really good beer.
1: It was a Friday at eight o'clock when you told me to go to this place.
0: <laughs> that means that means nothing. Like eight o'clock's like, okay, let's go Paul, out and Paul do something. His,
1: it, I was already at it. He was, was, like already, a beer he was company. already in his plaid
2: <laughs> pajama pants. And he was had his <laughs> yeah. the, the the sheets tucked up to his chin, and was like, "Oh, John's telling us we should go there What is he crazy?" I imagined it, it's him in to like the neck a, because
0: I let my grow. <laughs> I imagined him in like a like Ebenezer Scrooge, like dressing gown. Oh yeah, with that is like bah humbug, going out. It's eight o one p m. Now it's not the time for merriment. <laughs> I know
1: I'm younger than both of you, but I'm also twelve years By older like than a both year. of you. Yeah, but I'm also like twelve years older than both of you at the same time. It's that weird paradox. Time has no meaning. You like uh, the
0: same stuff though, Paul. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this is not. We had no main topic in mind. It was just going to be us talking about something, and it turned into be talking about like going to breweries. So that's fun because it's something that we all like to do. And hopefully you like to do it too. And if you haven't, just Google like my home just city brewery. Find somewhere brewery, close by. Go near there. Me. Support them. Like, find out what they're doing. Talk to the people there. Go to the next closest brewery. Be like, oh, this place is much better. I, d- I did a Macho Man visual thing. I did like, yeah better um that's the only way these breweries are going to grow and start to thrive Uh, a high tide raises all ships so if your community has a brewery culture to it support it because that's just going to make everybody else start to up their game which is going to make them successful, and it's going to make other places start to open up. I never thought when I moved here, like, six years ago, that Orlando was going to have, like, a burgeoning craft brewing scene. But here I am now, like, a month ago a brewery opened 15 minutes away from my apartment. And it's good. And is it knockout? No. But do they have the space and the resources to grow into something great. Yeah. And I'm excited to see that because that means it's a place that I can just go after I get home from work or would my friends come down to visit? Like be like, Hey, you know what? On our way to like one of these other breweries or world-class theme parks like Disney or universal, like, Hey, we're going to stop by here, get a beer and a sandwich and you're going to have a good time. That's great. Guys, when we started this podcast, I never thought we'd just be like, uh it's a Tuesday afternoon, I'm gonna go to this brewery and get like this weird random beer that they're brewing to have for the show. Because like we were talking about shit like Heineken and like <laughs> strong cider. Well the the
2: craft beer world was so small well, that, twelve years ago. Like what it's done in twelve years is crazy and Even if you think, Chris, before we did the podcast, like, we were actively trying to seek out places that had good beers. Like, Pizza Plant became our place because they had beers that we couldn't get anywhere else. And there's – I don't think there's a person who's born 21 years ago who can now drink that doesn't have way too many options on his plate who – doesn't have the time to have the craft beer and just beer grow around them where you can find these beers and become fans of them. We started this podcast, both you and Paul didn't like IPAs and it's because IPAs kept coming to the table that you had to drink that you both separately found like, Oh yeah. Okay. I like hops now. And now IPAs are a big part of what
1: you drink. And that nine-year-old that started listening to us when we first started yeah. is now 21, so they can, they can drink, so they need to catch that up. That
0: nine-year-old's not like,
2: I love IPAs. I want a Green, green Lantern <laughs> Reaper.
1: <laughs> they should. Uh, but the tip that I was going to say, that Chris threw it to me originally, and then I was trying to say, and then John went away, and then Chris came back and then wrapped up the show. Was hey, plan your snacks. Make sure there's plenty of water, plenty of snacks yeah. in the car if you're actually going to be driving between places. Have those. Yes, we talked about having those anchor places. Get those good meals in, but have good snacks, good food, good and fresh cold water with you. You're going to be doing a lot of drinking. That's when you're when you're going between place and place. That's the time really to pace yourself, slow yourself down, get some of those carbs in you. Um, and also, be very respectful of the driver. They're putting up with a lot of your drunken bullshit. I am king of the drunken bullshit. I'm sorry to any driver that's had to drive me. You know, the driver has to have a lot of patience. They're not drinking as hard as you are, and they might not be having quite as much fun, uh, as much fun as you are. But you know, so be nice. Like realize it. Chip in for the gas at the very least. Like, cover gas. Uh, if you're not driving, uh, buy, you got to pay for gas. Buy your driver a drink. Buy your driver a drink, yeah. Do something like that.
2: Or a round of pickles.
1: Uh, or a round of pickles. Or oh, get pickles them are get their so meal. So
0: good. Because uh, they're
1: not drinking, get them a meal. You know, it's much like when you're listening to a podcast. You know, you got to leave a rating or a review at the very least, right? Oh, very least. We're talking
2: to you people in... What was was the next highest? uh, Australia? Where were they?
1: (laughs) Papua New Guinea. Who knows? It's different every month.
0: But... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Rate us, review us. Hey, we know you're listening, and we appreciate that. Just keep doing what you do, but if you get a second, email us over at... uh, Contact at Badenburg.com. What's our email? has at gmail.com. We've had like three over the course of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate and review us. Follow us over on any of our social media stuff. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, we just do this because we like to do this. Uh, we're going to keep doing us. You can't stop it. Have you
1: enjoyed us just talking about our beer trips or, you know, not... Just comic book related. Let us know, you know, because Guys, I thought this I was to a brewer-
0: lot of fun. I thought this was. A I went to a brewery like three days ago. I want to go back to a brewery again, just to hang out.
1: I want to go to gang again. It was a really cool time, and they have a disc golf course there now. So, Someone- oh,
0: tossing mandos.